and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the week perspective as well as the full moon in Aquarius for Tuesday, August 1st, 2023. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to the beginning of a new month. Now, a couple of announcements. I know you're all really anxious to hear about the full moon, as am I to share it with you. Yes, full moon energy today. But I also wanted to mention that the bonus episodes of the horoscopes will drop today because it's the beginning of the month. So make sure you check that out as well. Clearly, you know, the full moon energy will be captured for this month. So you want to make sure that you check out my horoscopes. It should come through in your feed. And of course, we're going to look at any themes that we need to look at for this week, but it's certainly dominated by the full moon, which I will talk about, guess when, at the end of the podcast, so you stick around. Yes. All right, let's get to those themes. Well, starting off looking at the moon currently in Aquarius, no surprise, since of course, today is the full moon in Aquarius, it's going to be there for a couple of days until Thursday. And here, you know, the moon represents, you know, where we find comfort, uh, you know, our behaviors, emotions, feelings. And so in Aquarius, this is a very, you know, kind of aloof, bit more open, definitely a focus on freedom, independence, quirkiness. If you know any Aquarians, you're going to agree with me. But this idea that we find comfort in our independence, you know, and that, you know, we our default turns to being open, being friendly, you know, uh, Aquarians uh, tend to be very open, you know, sense of sense of type of people, and maybe a bit more focus on technology. Uh, Aquarians, you know, Aquarius really brings that energy of wanting to be current and up to date on what is going on. So you might find yourself gravitating towards that. Then by Thursday, the moon will move into Pisces. Yes, this squishy, watery, intuitive, sensitive uh, sign. And so the moon is, you know, kind of fluid and blending. Very, very, you know, good day to connect with the collective, I like to say. And I also just want to point out that uh, on Thursday, the moon will be exactly conjunct with Saturn. So even though you're feeling all flowy, there might be a little bit of, you know, boundaries there or some limiting uh, you know, emotions, perhaps some disciplined behaviors coming forward because of Saturn. And, you know, maybe some reactions or feelings about or from authority figures that are around you. Well, this is the part of the podcast when I normally talk about aspects and aspect patterns uh, as part of the themes for the week. But I've got to tell you, the only aspect pattern that pops up has to do with the full moon. So we may as well just jump in and talk about the full moon. So yes, in Aquarius. So remind yourself, the full moon is part of the lunar cycle. The lunar cycle starts with the new moon when the sun and the moon are at exactly the same longitudinal position. Then I know, no shocker, the, the moon zips around much faster than the sun. And when it's halfway around, meaning directly opposite the sun, 
this is a full moon. And so it's halfway through the lunar cycle. So it can represent, you know, a couple of things. Sometimes I, I think of full moons as this kind of celebratory time. Think of the harvest, you know, full moon, you know, it's a very powerful image when you think of it up in the sky. As a side note, this particular full moon, uh, the moon is actually quite close to the earth. So it's going to appear huge right there up in the sky, quite big. And so, yes, this kind of harvest time, a celebration of, um, you know, perhaps some goals that you've been working on. If you're a new moon person, you know that I have new moon sessions and we set intentions. And so this could be a time of fruition, meaning that intention that you set two weeks ago is kind of coming about. The other way it can kind of, uh, you know, manifest is that you're, you're taking stock. You're kind of looking at this going, yeah, no, that intention didn't really work out for me. I'm going to change directions or change my mind or, you know, kind of a, an evaluation time uh, at this full moon. Okay, let's talk about the details. So at exactly 11.30 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time, so probably right when you're hearing the pod, uh, is when the full moon will be exact. So the they will be in opposite houses because the, they're opposite each other, but both at the same degree, 9 degrees, 15 minutes. So the, the sun currently in Leo will be at 9 degrees, 15 of Leo, and the moon directly across from it in Aquarius, uh, 9 degrees, 15 minutes of that. Now, um, who's affected by this? Well, if you have any planets or angles, you know, the ascendant, the, uh, the midheaven, anywhere, you know, up to about a minute and a half uh, within that 915, then you're really going to feel this full moon or it may affect you. It may hit a particular planet. And because it's hitting opposite houses, it's, you know, and it's an opposition, that oppositional energy is what? It's that teeter-totter swinging between the two endpoints or you know, trying to balance the competing interests of the sun and the moon. And so on one hand, we have, you know, balancing our goals around personal self-expression. Why do I say that? Because the sun's in Leo. Leo is all about, you know, this creativity, about leadership, about putting yourself forward into the center of attention. As opposed to on the other side, we have the moon, which it's trying to find comfort. As I was saying earlier, when the moon is in Aquarius, finding comfort in independence, you know, kind of going it on your own. And so it's this balancing act that you have uh, between the two. Now, as an added bonus, as I said, the only aspect pattern I wanted to talk about this week has to do with this opposition, added bonus of a T-squared. So these two uh, luminaries, we call them the sun and the moon, are both squaring Jupiter in Taurus. So you know, for a lot of people, Jupiter is a very lucky planet, right? It brings growth and expansion and potential. There is that possibility of overwhelm where, you know, a too much of a good thing, as we say, um, but it can be really around this search for meaning. Perhaps it's going to bring some abundance, perhaps, you know, some focus on your beliefs or your faith, lifting you higher uh, and having it in Taurus really speaks to me around perhaps, you know, more money, more abundance, more, you know, values. These are all things connected with Taurus and maybe, you know, a triggering uh, by this full moon.
All right, let's get into a couple of specifics. I've got some listener charts that I'm going to have a look at, but I just want to talk about this house placement idea. Remember that houses tell us what area of life we may be affected by a transiting planet or a natal planet that is in that particular house. So here we have opposite houses. So with full moons, we're talking about a pair of houses. And you know, some things are more classic than others. I'm going to get into examples about that. Now, before I start talking about the example charts, I just want to point out I've taken new listeners, people that have never pitched up and given me their their chart information before. Thank you so much to my regulars that shout out and give me their uh, info and say, yeah, Norma, you can use my chart anytime. Thank you so much for that. Uh, the three charts I have to do with today are um, the uh, our new listeners. So please don't be offended keep listening. Thank you. Anyways. All right, here we go. So the first chart I want to talk about is Heidi from Cali. Yes, from California. Uh, um, really great chart. And so here, what we've got in Heidi's chart is uh, the sun is in her seventh house opposite the moon in her first house. And when I said classic, this is really this classic, you know, me, not me balancing act, right? So balancing any, you know, uh, goals that you may have around relationships right? So the sun is about our goals in the seventh house and balancing that with your personal comfort with growth. And you really see this as more about self-care and nurturing, having the moon in the first house. Like how are you taking care of yourself within the relationship? I have to point out that uh, the sun is hitting your natal a moon, which is naturally in your seventh house, Heidi. And so, yes, that's why I really feel like the self-care piece is really important. Now, a side note, I just want to point out that Heidi just had a birthday. So Heidi, if you're working with an astrologer, this is a perfect time to get that solar return chart done so that you can kind of look at the theme for 2023-2024. As an added bonus, remember I talked about that T-squared with the Jupiter. Your this In your chart, this Jupiter is hitting your third house. And so that could be around expanding your perception, your mind, your ideas, right? Jupiter's hitting all of those parts of yourself. And so maybe it's around brainstorming, again, like I said, ways to take care of yourself within relationship. Okay, moving on to Michelle, an Aussie listener. Yes, I've got listeners down under. Love that. And so for Michelle, it's sun in the ninth opposite the moon in the third. Now, it's a bit of a misnomer here because remember how I said that if the full moon hits uh, an angle or a planet really close, well, that's the case with Michelle because it's actually really hitting her MC, which is the midheaven, the very top part of her chart, and the IC. So we've got the sun hitting your MC. So really, um, this is a balancing act of this classic uh, work-life balance, trying to figure out how to best do that. So goal, you may have some goals around your career, around your reputation, very highest part of your chart, and then balancing that with cocooning, cocooning at home, finding comfort in your foundation, whether it's at home or wherever you find, uh, you know, that feeling of home that maybe, you know, kind of drawing you there, you know, with the moon. Now, this Jupiter is hitting your sixth house. So it might be around increasing, you know, your daily habits that help support a work life balance. 
Okay. And then finally, I've got Kristen here. And I just a side note, Kristen, I'm a little suspicious of your birth time, only because uh, the where your ascendant is, it could it kind of floats between two signs. So I'd really like you to nail down that birth time. Uh, yeah, I'm just a little bit suspicious. But having said that, uh, you know, the sun is hitting your first house with the moon in the seventh house. So this is kind of opposite to our friend Heidi. So here, you know, the balancing act for you is around the personal development goals, right? You know, you've got some goals around your, maybe your appearance or your, you know, your self-development, and you're trying to balance that with being comfortable in relationship or being nurtured in relationship. And I'm not going to lie, it might be a challenge for you. You've got Uranus in the seventh, and uh, that might be causing you a bit of discombobulation, I might say, in relationship, or maybe you've got a really unique relationship. That's also a possibility. And so this T-square that's happening is, um, you know, the Jupiter piece is in the 10th house. And so I'm wondering that, you know, maybe this, you know, look at the personal goals that you have and comfort in relationship has been spurred on by maybe some advancements in career that you've had recently, some luck or some, you know, higher potential or advancement, like I said, in uh, your career. And that's kind of causing you to rethink, how am I going to do personal development? How am I going to take care of myself in relationship? That is your full moon pod for the day. I hope you get something out of it. And I love uh, when my listeners, uh, you know, when I use their charts and they email, they're like, I got everybody. I'm all my family and friends to listen to it. I love that. Please keep sharing my podcast. I, uh, I'm here on a regular basis and I hope that it is putting something positive out on the world and helping you understand astrology. Of course, if you have any questions, you can certainly reach out. The best way to get a hold of me is through my email. That's astrologydiva, that's D-V-A at gmail.com. All right. I hope you have a fantastic day and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.